0: It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal.
1: Welcome to the Salt of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew Mo. Yo. Moo cow, Rich.
2: Bringing the bull. Oh, yeah.
1: La Danny. Oh, what up? In the building.
2: Are you Are you actually in a building?
1: He's, <laughs> no, he's outside. Okay. <sighs> freezing. You could probably hear me
2: lighting my cigar. What are you lighting?
1: Cigar. Cigar. Oh,
2: thanks, dude. Uh, A Black Irish. Black Irish.
3: Let me ask you this. Where did the naming convention for that cigar come from? Uh, I never asked. Mm. Um, Skip's brain. Usually. That's uh, a pretty vast landscape. <laughs> no doubt.
2: Speaking of vast landscapes,
3: no. we saw some
2: beautiful pictures from you.
3: So we, we did. Let me just finish this uh, real quick. So <laughs> the de- according to Wikipedia, the definition of Black Irish is used to describe Irish people with dark hair and dark eyes thought to be de- descendants of the Spanish Armada the mid fifteen hundreds. which would be kind of interesting because that'd kind of be skip. Right? I guess so. All right. Yeah. Alright. Sorry Kyle, you were uh, <laughs> about to about to get Drew to start going, hopefully. Yeah, I
2: mean that that completely <laughs> fucked up my uh my little intro there. You're good, you're welcome. Thanks, dude. Thanks. So, Drew,
1: where you been, man? <laughs> uh, Germany. Two weeks. A long time. Saw lots of cool shit, though.
3: So tell us about it.
2: <laughs> what did you see? <laughs> <laughs> like, like what? Did, yeah, such a. <laughs>
1: Uh, we flew into uh, flew into Frankfurt, uh, took a train uh, to Berlin. We he was were in, working on the Red Bull endorsement. Yeah, Berlin for uh, two days. Went down to uh, see one of our manufacturers in Dresden for two days. Uh, we rented a car there and took it through the countryside to... Uh, Eisenach and uh, Rotenburg to. Uh, Whoa! Look at that. The oldest, uh, let's see, uh, oldest restaurant, I believe. Uh, it was like a thousand year old restaurant there in uh, Germany. Um, from there to uh, Dachau and Munich, uh, in Munich for a couple of days, to Salzburg, Austria for a couple of days, back to Munich to fly out. Near Salzburg, as Danny was saying, was the uh, headquarters of uh, Red Bull, which we passed on the highway.
2: Did
3: you try to negotiate a contract for Danny?
1: <laughs> I would have never even known, but our, uh, our driver that day actually pointed it out as we went by.
3: In Germany, they, they drive on the left side, right? Like we do?
1: The normal side? I yeah. drive on the right side. Right side. Yeah, Did
3: do you, do you say the left side? Tony, the left side of the car. You, you, you totally said left side. Yeah, I did say oh, left, left side, side of the car. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. The that road. makes way more no. sense. No. Drewfuss?
1: Yeah, they're normal over there. They're
3: okay. normal. <laughs> now, did you go to any like the Porsche or BMW or Mercedes plants or anything like that or headquarters?
1: No, nah, we drove by uh, Beamer, but we didn't uh, visit anything, tour anything like that.
2: All right,
1: Lots of I castles mean, you,
2: you sure made it look like the most beautiful goddamn place on the planet
0: I know Yeah, I was showing those pictures of my friends Telling my mom was
3: in Germany <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're welcome
3: Yeah Yeah, that looks like a really cool place Now, you you stop at any cigar shops? You did, right? Yeah,
1: a couple different ones through uh yeah. Let's see, I picked some stuff up in Dresden mm-hmm. Uh And Salzburg, actually Yeah uh, but just something something in town just a little shop uh i sent you guys the picture of dresden i don't remember the name of the shop but
3: did you uh you didn't hit up like the duty free for some uh some of havana's finest
1: uh no <laughs> I, not. I tried to get yeah. to uh, munich and and berlin both have a uh la Casa de habanos but uh mm-hmm. Just couldn't make it over there. Man. Busy trip. I did get to smoke a couple cigars on the rooftop of uh our hotel in Salzburg. Towards the end of the trip.
3: What was the weather like there right now?
1: Uh it's pretty much well, you guys aren't here. I was gonna say it's pretty much like here in Oklahoma. <laughs> You <laughs> know, the same is pretty Oklahoma. similar to
2: how it is in Germany.
1: Yeah, it's about the same. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Like 60s, 70s. Maybe a little a little cooler at <laughs> night, which we're, we're down to, we're getting into the 40s here. 40s to 70s. 40s at night, 70s during the night. Huh. It was a little colder when we first got there. It rained our first day in Berlin um, and was man, probably 50, mm, upper 40s that day, I guess, and rain all day. Pretty shitty start to the trip. But cleared up on this fine. That was the only day it rained.
2: Good. Nice.
1: Go visit. It was awesome. No Oktoberfest. We went there after. Just have to go back and visit for Oktoberfest.
2: People say that it gets so full for Oktoberfest that it's not really fun anymore.
1: Oh, I bet it's nuts <clears throat> during
0: October. It's all the Christ. damn it's all the damn Americans over there.
1: Yeah. yeah, probably. But I bet it's fun.
2: Yeah. So we took a couple of weeks off. Uh, you know what does not take a couple of weeks off?
1: Cigar noise.
2: Oh man, he was gone, but he comes right back to it.
1: Sure does. Cigar noise. No time <laughs> off. Cigar, cigar noise. Nights. Never a takes a break. Dave's been busy, too, by the way. You guys seen his... Uh, yeah. All his action he's got going? Yeah. Is he still in California? Where is he at now? I'm not sure where he's at. I talked to him the other day, and he was flying to Florida to do some uh, promo work with somebody. With some cigar stuff.
2: Yeah, he was. he was in California, then he went down to Miami. Yeah. I don't know
1: where Ooh. he is now. Oh, that's right. He's a busy son of a gun. Sure is.
2: World traveler, Dave West.
3: West, the wa- the wagon, baby. The wagon. <laughs> that's right. All right, so where are we going to start, boys? Uh,
0: I thought we we're almost done.
1: That's yeah, it those, for the so day.
2: Right? All right. Well,
1: we'll see. <coughs> well, see you, see you guys next week. No.
2: <laughs> uh, so while we're while we're talking Cigar Noise, let's give a, a shameless plug to the Cigar Noise Boys podcast. Uh, they're yeah. getting it out there. They're getting it done. Having a good old time. They just had Sean on, who uh, was fantastic. Uh, also, got to give a plug to our TLE friends because uh, it's like tradition at this point that we do shout outs for each other's podcasts. I think. Mm-hmm. But they're awesome. They're great. Give them a listen if you haven't, but you probably yeah. have. So give them more listens. All right, so Mo, Cow. I knew there's some, some precipitation in the forecast.
3: There is. Ooh, getting wet, baby. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs>
0: so hot. <laughs> eggplant, everybody emoji,
3: eggplant emoji. Eggplant emoji. Eggplant um, emoji. So, yeah, they're going to be a new, new patina size, uh, 4x50 Petit Robusto. Uh, you know, it'll be ready two weeks, Nicaragua time multiplied by three, carry the five. So about three weeks away, maybe a month, <laughs> um, which I guess if, if you've ever dealt with that, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, Danny probably <laughs> knows exactly what, uh, and then drew from our days when we did the Sultan cigar. So, um, uh, but yeah, it's a couple weeks away, man. I'm pretty excited. I think. Um, that size uh, really offers people uh, the opportunity to still get a cigar in without, you know, that massive time commitment. And so um, I know myself, as uh, as time has gone on, that's kind of become a a nice size that I like to smoke too. So I'm excited. I think it'll be good. It'll be a good addition to the portfolio.
2: Nice. So, Boom. Danny, that might help you smoke outside in the cold now, right? Yeah, maybe. 68 degrees.
0: I might need uh, a, <laughs> I was more thinking of 4 by 46 but uh, I could suffer through a 50.
3: Nick? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, it's interesting. So I recently, and so we're going to, you know, delve into this. So I recently uh, gave up chewing tobacco. So, this is my fourth week where I have not done chewing tobacco. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. So, thanks, man. Yeah, it, it was it was just time, man. You know, it just wasn't... But having a size like that would definitely be awesome because when you kind of have that, that urge to whatever, it would be nice to have, like, a short cigar like that instead of, like, having to commit an hour or hour and a half or something like that so i'm just excited to try the new Habano. yeah yeah me too i think it'll be good man <laughs> i had a i had an opportunity to hang out with the guys that smoked manny uh last week Or sorry the week before last i think and i went through the you know some of the new stuff with them and Pretty excited, man, about what's what's happening. And and so uh, kind of just try to take that next step in the evolution of the brand. It's baby steps, but, it, you know, it's it's happening little by little. And I was actually, speaking of Cigar Noise Boys, I was listening to them when they had VQ on. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, he said that he appreciated, it, it was kind of cool to feel like they were a part of the process, Um And so that's kind of what I try to do, man, is is anybody that listens to our podcast be open about what like a small brand faces, what we what we have to do to try to survive or to try to make it. And, you know, I think if Danny, you were to probably take Roma, maybe actually probably not even that long ago, maybe four to five years ago, Um, obviously on a grander scale, but with still a smaller brand uh i mean danny when you started the voyage you could probably you know i mean that was probably a lot of the same stuff that you face so it's pretty cool that people are able to be a part of that which i liked it's not i don't know but but we'll see very exciting
1: so how, we're, uh, yeah,
3: sounds how, like
1: it. how long yeah, we're do you? Today.
3: How do we get this going? What's that, Drew?
1: How long do you rate that cigar for, time wise?
3: Time wise, uh, about thirty-five to forty minutes.
1: For you or a normal smoker?
3: For me, the Habano smokes slower than the Connecticut does. Connecticut's about a half hour. A little
2: thicker.
3: Yeah, I think the Habano just <laughs> yeah burns slower, so. Um, Thicker wrapper. And man, it, it, it's just interesting too, like how when you go through this, man, it's it, it's like things that you thought wouldn't matter, how much it does matter. And I was actually talking to uh for anybody that has had the opportunity to meet Brian Matola from Illusione, he is their national sales manager. And I was talking to him today, man, for a good half hour, 45 minutes, just about things that we're seeing on the road and, and stuff. And it's fascinating that we're all kind of seeing the same thing. And, and Danny, maybe when you're, you've been on the road or even like calling guys, you're kind of hearing a lot of the same stuff that we're hearing. And it's just funny, man, like how interconnected this business is in the sense of like, no matter what geographic region, so much of it is so similar in a lot of ways. And it's really interesting how that happens. Mm.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think the only thing that may change, like, from region to region is, like, <clears throat> how the weather affects what guys smoke. A hundred percent, yep. And then even some, like, some areas, man, I don't know, because it, it could even, I mean, I, I know shops that are relatively close and it, even the size of their cigars, like, can change yep. drastically. Like one shop, <clears throat> they could do Coronas and Robustos all day. In other shops, if it's not a 6x60, yep. six you know, it doesn't really sell that well. So, uh, but other than that, I mean, yeah, there's a lot
3: of, you know, kind of similarities everywhere. Um, it really is. So here's a thought for you guys. And this is something that Brian and I talked about a little bit. And I'm going to bring it to the podcast
1: as we bring it on. What's that? Bring it on.
3: All right. (laughs) A lot of us are under the thought, or are are of the thought process that online sales or online selling of cigars is going to to severely change and and possibly become extinct. I I don't know, but it has had impacts. Uh, Danny, we've talked about this a little bit. It has had impacts. Uh, everywhere from Nicaragua to uh, now we're starting to see it stateside, okay? And so and a lot of people are not talking about this and they haven't heard about it. And there is going to be an impact if online sales get pinched or catalog sales or whatever the case may be, where a lot of these bigger cigar houses used to sell their stuff. And my question was, what is the dynamic of your B&M or how is the dynamic, I should say, how is the dynamic of your B&M potentially going to change if now you're going to be having those guys that buy on CI and that are going to have to go to the B&M, guys that buy on small batch on the other end of the spectrum that now have to go to their B&M to buy stuff? How is that going to change lounge dynamics? If at all, what do you guys think?
0: I man, it that's a great question. Like, okay, so now these guys that typically buy online cannot from anywhere, right? Other than illegally on Facebook, right? But let's let's even <laughs> right. take yeah. take that out of the right. equation, right? They have to go to a B and M. I think yep. I think for the smaller guys, um, like yeah, you, you know, from Roma to all the all the boutique guys. I could see it helping them, right? Because there's a lot of shops that don't carry our brands, right? Because there's what, 3,500 retail shops in the country. We're not in all of them. But if you got, if now you have 10, 12 guys that used to buy online our stuff because they can't find it anywhere in their area, and they're going like, hey, do you carry this, carry this? I mean, I think that conversation is going to go, um, or just going to be a lot more prevalent in the, sure. in the shops, right? Um, right, and even to a patina brand, like if there's people that buy it mm-hmm. online uh, through I don't know, let's say B and B or something like that. Um, so I think that that could change the dynamic that way. Um, but I could also see, you know, an influx on hidden Facebook group selling stuff one way or another, because mm-hmm. um, there's just guys that just don't want to go to a. Well, I mean, what's going to happen, right? If they if they go to their local shop and they they don't have what they Smoke. They
2: got to figure some out, right? right? So, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna throw some stuff in there. Not that I necessarily believe it, just because it's fun to argue a little bit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I think about it. So let's just throw some stuff at the wall. Um, so first, I think there's a couple of different kinds of shops that you have to consider here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's shops that exist right now where I could walk in and I could say I want a whole bunch of a particular cigar. And they mm-hmm. won't order it anyway. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, those shops exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're prevalent. There's a lot of those shops. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I would say that, Danny, I'm not sold that it would help the small brands because of that. Um, like, the other thing is, I don't think... I think a lot of the online stuff helps you try things that you mm-hmm. otherwise would not have tried. Mm-hmm. Right? So... So maybe I go to small batch and I say, "Hey, I want to try Dapper, right? Give me a Dapper sampler because I can't get that here." Mm-hmm. Um, but am I gonna shell up enough money or find enough money at a local B and M that me and my buddies get Dapper there?
3: Probably that's not. It's a, a good question. Yeah, good almost point. certainly
2: not. But I have tried brands that I really like, and I'm gonna order boxes. So I'll go to the B and M and I'll say, "Hey, look, I'm gonna order boxes of these. Is it from you or is it online? Your call." Um, mm-hmm but if I hadn't tried it from those online groups I probably wouldn't have have gone to the B&M for it. So I think overall it would, it would drop selection. Well, I think I think part of part of that though is
0: like there's so there's a couple of things. If you have two guys that are asking for cigars a, a lot or particular cigar a lot, then you're like, yeah, maybe, you know one day whatever. But if it goes to 12 to 15 guys, uh, you know yeah. that you've never seen before, and all these guys keep coming in and asking for a particular brand or whatever that may make you wow. you know flex, and now you also understand that there is no online, so those guys are potentially or are more than likely going to come back to you, right? As opposed to right now, some shops, the hesitation is, well that's a cigar that sells a lot on social media and, and online, <clears throat> so I'm going to mm-hmm. be directly competing all the time with online. Right. So so brick and mortars would have that. Well, you would hope they would have that in their head was like, you know, hey, uh, online's gone away. So if I got guys that are willing to come here and buy it. There is no other competition for me because it's either me or drive up up the street. And if that guy gets it before I do, then he's going to get he's going to get it. He's going to get that customer base here.
3: Right.
2: Yeah, I would hope that B&M's would double down on the experience of going there. I come here for a really, like, fucking awesome night.
1: Well, a smart shop... Well, they should gonna, be doing that anyway. Smart, yeah. smart shop's going to pick should. up some of the load of that stuff. Some what? A smart shop's going to pick up some of, the, some of the load of that stuff. Right. right. Depending on your area, if people are buying right. a lot in your area online and now they can't, a smart shop's going to be able to provide that service to those people.
0: Yeah, the guy, the shops that are I paying can. attention to what's happening, yeah. right? Not like, not like when I was doing save the leaf and we tried to explain to them what was going on with the FDA and they had no fucking clue, mm-hmm. um, right? It's like, hey, you know, online. Oh, for real? Is that a thing? Like, yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Okay, cool. How are you going to capitalize on that? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's um, thing online going away is going to hurt a lot of B and M's too. I mean, there's a lot of B and M's that sell online.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's true. So, um.
0: I think that that could also affect their their purchasing from yes. manufacturers. Oh. On the flip side of that, right? So, like, oh. hey, um, there's a there's a shop in Arizona that has five stores. Roma Crafts and only two, but they sell a lot of Roma online. Hmm. So if, if online went away, well, you know they don't necessarily need to buy as much because they're really only selling at two
3: stores now. Right. So um, it could affect that way as well. I think that we spend a lot of time talking about the boutique online purchaser, but the truth is, the majority of people that order cigars online or through catalogs are budget smokers, by and large. The majority, you think? I I do. Yeah. I bet if you were to look catalog, at,
2: for sure. Yeah, no, I bet catalog, if you were
3: yeah, to, yeah. I bet if you were to look at the numbers, you would be. I bet if like. CI or somebody were to come out, they probably have like a thousand transactions of like fifty bucks, and there's all like this bundle stuff. No, no doubt. There's a lot of that, you know. And bro, and then, and then listen, when a lot of brands, and they're not going to talk about this, but when a lot of brands have cash flow issues, what's the first thing they do? They make some bundle cigar that they could sell for quick cash. Yeah, yeah. Right, and ultimately they end up hurting themselves because if, if that gets out that they do that. Right. And then on the flip side of that is when a brand goes directly to consumer, that's we've seen that. And recently with, with a brand that's a very big social media darling. Okay. Okay. And so that has different ramifications uh, for brands, where they're carried, where they're sold. That's a, that's a different dynamic too. So there's a lot of different stuff here at play uh, as we move forward with, with how, how people purchase cigars and where
2: they're gonna be able to buy them. Yeah, I think the interesting difference between our answers probably is that you guys live in areas where there's competition.
1: Yes. Mhm. Right, okay, oh, sure. there are a
2: couple of cigar shops here, but there's not that many. Right. One of them already carries everything they want to carry probably. Um and the rest are kind of garbage. So <laughs> Yeah. So I don't have high hopes that they would step in and change the game. So <laughs> I
3: mean,
1: poor cow. Yeah.
3: Yeah, dude. I mean, it it comes down to uh, a lot of times, and maybe this is the wrong word to use, but the ambitions of the shop owner. You know, some guys are okay just, you know, clicking a register a couple times a day and paying their rent and not having to go out into the workforce and whatever. And then other shops have the mentality that they really want to run it like a business. And that's, you know, and maximize their return on, on their time and I think what a lot of people always uh don't factor into their equations is time. Okay. Not just capital investment, but time investment. I mean, if you're spending sixty, seventy hours at your establishment to run it, I mean, that's gotta be worth something. Don't you want it, don't don't you want some sort of like return on your time? You know, forget the money that you spend. I don't know. Just interesting, man.
2: Yeah,
3: it's uh, frustrating just to even think about it.
2: Why is it frustrating?
0: Because I deal with a lot of these guys that kind of run it the 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 bad way or the wrong way. Uh, Yeah, yeah, a lot. So it's it's, you're saying, man. Like, how do you not know? You know, kind of what's going on, or or at least easily accessible Mm. information for you, right? Mm-hmm. I, I get it you don't want to memorize every skew in your humidor hey i get it at least yeah. have a system at least have a system in place that um can do it for you or, or something yeah but, yeah um if, if you if these you know if our listeners if you guys are like at a shop where they take care of you they listen they it's clean uh they got all kinds of really cool stuff they're doing promos and stuff like that all the time man they don't take it for granted man because yes they're not all
3: like that you know
0: um, so, and now I remember keep, keep supporting.
3: I remember, man, when when I first hit the road, and I come back after like my first two or three trips, and I say to my buddies, "I'm like, you guys need to go up to the guys who own Casa in Chicago," I said, and give them a hug and shake their hand, because you don't know how fucking lucky you are to have a shop like this. That's your that's your B and M. You know, I mean, like, bro, just the stuff that's, that's out there and that's not to disparage or discount anybody's efforts or, 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 to call anybody, uh, whatever, but there, you know, just like anything, any profession, any business, there are different levels to the way people run their operations and, um, the people that take it to the next level should be appreciated. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with, with, saying that these guys are doing an exceptional job of the way
2: they run their businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, I don't know. Cool. So let's take a a bit of a turn here. Uh, Mo, you asked a question the other day that I I mostly was confused by the question.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, You said, do people getting into the cigar lifestyle get Mm -hmm. a little bit carried away?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what I mean by that is, okay, it's interesting to me that the reality of cigars is such a humble thing, okay? When, when you're a part of the process, you realize, and it's always humbling, that the people that are making these cigars can't afford to smoke them a lot of times. That is absolutely insane to me, Okay. And there is a lot of respect that I have for these people that put their lives towards making these products that people enjoy. Right. And I remember Claudio always used to get pissed about people calling cigars products, but in the end it's a finished product, right? There's a process that goes into the finishing the cigar and it is a product that people consume. Mm. Yeah. And <clears throat> when you think about it from that perspective, And then you look at how some people turn this into an upper echelon thing, into uh, a reason to uh, act arrogantly or whatever the case may be, to be uh, exclusive or uh, close it off to people that don't smoke what they smoke or dress how they dress, you know, or whatever the case may be, um, that bothers me. A lot. Um, In in addition to that, I guess when people use cigars as a prop to some sort of image that they're trying to create for themselves, okay, um, to me that loses the essence of what these are about. Because the reality is nothing brings people together that I've ever seen. Like cigars. And I don't like when people use them to separate people rather than bring them together or create divisions. That, I guess that's kind of what I was trying to get Is that at.
1: kind of a, an older school mentality, though? I mean, a hundred years ago, mm. wealthy people were the ones smoking cigars. hmm Right. So it has that stigmatism to it that you're smoking cigars, you're on a, another level. And I think right. it, 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 to a point it still has that. Because, I mean, uh, you, you've probably talked to friends or somebody not in the industry that's like, oh, I can't afford that. can't afford to smoke a cigar. or That's just for a celebration or, a, you know. They still have that uh, idea that it's for somebody that's got money, and I understand what you're saying with with the people that kind of abuse that to make them look like they're above everybody else versus uh, bringing people together. Yeah, they're using it. They're using it to separate, kind of on purpose.
3: Yes. Yes. And my thing is, if you want to differentiate yourself, if you truly want to stand out, it's not what you wear. It's not what you do. Uh, it's not what you drive. It's what you accomplish and what you work towards and, and how you treat people. You could have the nicest suit on with the, smoking the best cigar, which is with a, a personal preference thing. But if you're a prick, you're a fucking prick. Yep. I mean, <laughs> so
2: so let's let's also not pretend that those guys are the only pricks, right? Um, <laughs> and and have you considered that maybe those people are actually just better than us? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess yeah, that's a fair point.
3: <laughs> but do like. Like you'll, you'll go to a shop and like, you'll have like, everybody's a fucking expert, right? It's hilarious. Everybody knows more than you. And you'll have these guys that like, you know, let's say they don't smoke patina. They smoke some cigar that's 20 or 30 bucks or whatever. And then they think like, like, I don't, I'm not shit to them because I'm not like whatever that brand is that they like to smoke. And it's like, bro, I took a risk and did the industry and and went out and made a cigar that...
2: Someone died. And Bo went silent. Well... His risk did not pay off. (laughs) No, hold on. So, sorry, I was interrupting.
3: So, my point is that, like, dude, why do you think you're better or you're too good to like sit and talk to me or like whatever, because you smoke something more expensive than what I made or not, or what a factory makes for me that I go down and I, you know, whatever you want, however you want to call it. Okay. Cause I don't pretend to be anything. I'm not, I'm not some master blender. I'm not whatever. I have a palette that I tried to translate into a cigar. Okay. But what makes you better because you smoke a cigar that's 30 bucks
0: you know, what's so funny to me is like, I have prob I don't know if I've ever encountered that or, or what, just because <clears throat> I don't know if maybe I just, I don't, I don't attract that or like, I don't, yeah I don't even like, if someone was in the room that thought they were better than me, I would never even catch on because yeah. I'd be like, there's no fucking way you think that. One, because I know, <laughs> I know I'm better than you, but then, no, I'm just kidding. But no, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just, I would just be like, there's no way you're that stupid. So I just think you're, you're weak. But then if, if that were to come out, I would probably yeah. like, like go have a conversation with that person and then just be like, you're, you know, in a really nice politically correct way. It's like, yeah, you're <sighs> stupid for thinking about that, about yourself. <sighs>
3: I guess it's like this too, man. Like if, if I'm like an amateur in vet, like I, I play the stock market on my own and then I have a chance to sit with somebody that might have a different investment strategy, but like they live it and breathe it every day. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be that fucking arrogant to think that I know more than that guy or think I'm better than that guy. Like I would sit down with him be like, bro, tell me about what you do. You know what I'm
2: saying? Like, I don't know. It's almost as if we should not treat people like shit. Almost. It's unreal. Well, if it's unwarranted.
0: <laughs>
2: right. No, I agree with you. There are some people that you do need to treat them, shit. Sure. <laughs> or some opinions that are just so dumb that you move on.
3: But, you know, like, like okay, just... so take, take you know, Erica and, and Amy were on the road kind of visiting different shops with Indiana or Tez. It would have been easy for someone to say, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? It's a girl that lives and breathes tobacco. Her family's been doing it for generations. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you don't like their cigars or
2: you don't smoke their cigars, fine. But respect what she does. Mm. You know? And it is interesting, too, because, I mean, you you take all these people... Even people that are like incredibly well known in Nicaragua or the Dominican Republic or any of those right. places. And most of us here have no fucking clue who they are. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a shame that we don't do a little better on then don't have that info sort of available to us. But like the amount that, like, so I, I try to be a pretty big cigar nerd, right? And I'm still ignorant of the vast majority of everything. So I guess good luck, anybody, figuring it all out.
3: Sure. Sure. But I'll tell you, man, I'm going to, res- like, I had never met, for example, like I'd never met Raul Diesla before I went down in Esteli last time. But, you know, you start reading about this guy and hearing about, like, this is an accomplished guy, okay? Mm-hmm. And whether you've smoked his stuff, haven't smoked his stuff, or whatever, you have to appreciate the time that he is dedicated to trying to build something. Mm-hmm. And that goes for anybody, you know, and um, I don't know. Yeah. I just uh, you,
2: never understood that. You know,
3: his, you know, his
0: story here in the States, we can talk about it later, but I was wondering if you know about he lived in the in like Harlem for like 20 years, didn't he? He lived in Texas going around. Well, also, but rolling cigars. It's stored yeah. here with
3: Mike Rosales before Romacraft.
0: Really? Yeah. That
3: was Esteban or Raul? Raul. Oh, no kidding. Mm -hmm. He's an OG. He is an OG. Nobody knows who he is. (laughs) No. That's going to change soon because... (laughs) But, you know. Because I'm not one of those guys, bro, that thinks I'm bigger than I am. This is the guy that helps me put the cigars together. This is the guy that's going to get credit for that. Okay.
1: And,
2: yeah, I mean, the, and the people that you work with, they deserve a ton of credit.
1: Absolutely.
2: It's just the way it is. Absolutely.
1: The situation you're talking about, Mo, I, I, it's not isolated. It's happened more than once. Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. Do these do these people think, are you coming across as, and I, I, I know you're not, but do they perceive you as you being full of shit? And they're like, who the fuck's this guy?
3: Could be, but the, I mean, anything's possible, but it's, bro, I'm showing up in a t shirt and jeans. I know. It's not like I'm in a fucking suit and suited up and, you know, <laughs> putting my nose in the, you know, I mean.
1: Maybe you should. It's
3: your Jordan. No, you don't know what's your Jordan. <laughs> it's I think it's Jordan. the Jordans. Oh, yeah, I wow. think it is. I just picked Boy, up the 34s, mean? by the way. No, Go ahead, oh, sorry, Kyle. Yeah. Which, what color? What color would you get? The breads, bro. The uh, black, red, and white. Yeah, I get it. Right. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that was those are the first Jordans I bought that are not retro. Out of all the new stuff he's come out with all these past 20 years, the yeah. first ones that I thought were as good as a retro. Sorry, go ahead tell me.
2: Because you don't show up in a suit. That's how they know you're full of shit. Could be. You got to look like a used car salesman if you want to sell me anything. Yeah,
3: because that you know you're right about something is everybody has an idea of what somebody should be that works in a certain. I will tell you this, bro, the reps for brands dress better than the brand owners. For sure. Yeah, no doubt.
0: But that's because, you know, the reps feel like they have to show that they are like even myself, like I you know, I'll wear a button-up shirt, jeans and some cool sneakers. <clears throat> but you know, I can go with skip and he's just in t-shirt flip-flops. Right. But it's yeah. because, you know, for a lot of it, you know, skip is the, is the brand owner. Right. And right. he doesn't necessarily, he has, he doesn't necessarily need to show that he has a resume. People may look at me like, well, you, you know, you may, you look kind of like a slob or a little bit. Right. Even though mm-hmm. what's funny skip wants, skip wants me to wear t- Roman t-shirts and stuff to the events. But, but for the most part, I mean, I don't know if it's an event, I think, you know, a rep should just dress accordingly um, for that. But you know what it is too most like, I think that let's say you get your guy that smokes Davidoff's only, mm-hmm. right. And he's been smoking mm-hmm. for 25 years. He's right. been smoking, you know, pretty close to how long you've been alive. Right. Yeah. You know, right. I you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so he's like, who's this, who's this young kid or who's this young guy coming in here with Jordans thinking he's going to tell me about cigars. Uh-huh. Sure. That's a great right? and point. Then, Absolutely, right, he's like, he's it's a nine dollar stick. Like,
3: you know,
0: you know, fuck out of here, right? Like, yeah. And let and let's say they know the game a little bit, and they think, well, yeah, you could just you just ordered some bands, you ordered some cigars, and yeah, you yeah. slapped it on. That's what they I was have, thinking. You know, so they're gonna be like, yeah, whatever. Now, yeah, if, now the asshole part is them not even wanting to engage with you to get the full story. That's the right. true asshole part. I can understand him thinking he knows a shit, and then he comes up to you like, "Oh, are you the rep?" Like, I mean, because when I was with the boys, was like, "Oh, are you the brand rep?" Oh, like, I hear that all the time. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. You know, I'm also, you know, I do everything, right? So you're right. I'm uh, <laughs> so, it. Mean, uh, yeah. Um, so you know, there could be a little bit of that, but the fact that they that they don't even care who you are to know who
3: you are or think that you could potentially know more than them uh, that's that's the true asshole part. You just, that is, I think you're a hundred percent spot on. And I guess I would sum it up by saying, I get that you don't know who I am. And I certainly don't expect you to know who I am, but give me a chance to get to know me. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, and that goes, whether you're a brand owner, brand rep, or even a customer coming into the lounge, Mm -hmm. everybody deserves a chance to fucking come in and sit down and, and have a chance to be a part of the group or a part of whatever. Right.
0: Yes, sir. So what do you feel about, how do you feel about member lounges inside of a lounge or member areas?
3: Um, I'm okay with that. I am. Okay. Because, because typically they're, 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 they're paying gonna... to think that they're paying to be better. <laughs> uh, well, depend, I mean, no, but, but if they have, if they have a general seating area and then for the members, like, okay, for example, if you're, if you spend a lot of time at the cigar shop and you spend more money or whatever the case may be, you should be or able to go in. Yeah. Or you should, <laughs> or you should be able to go in and have a seat, right. Or an area where, I don't you know, get man. A good seat.
2: You paid for it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't... Uh, okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna flip it around, Danny, and I'm going to say, what is the issue with a member a membership lounge? Flip it. Flip it around, baby. Wait, no, so, I, so are, you, well, are you saying purely membership, or are you talking about, like, they have a member area versus a... a yeah, a member area, yeah. that they can okay. go, like, into the room, and only members
0: can go... No, I have no problem with it. I think it's a great thing. I was yeah. just wondering if you were going to equate that to kind of the same thing, of a guy doesn't really want to associate with the other guys that are not members, like man, I own a locker. I'm going to sit in here. But that said, they're paying to be able to say that,
3: right? So to me, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I just think that that's, I don't know. it's a little bit different, but I, I get what you're saying. But no, right. it's, it's very different. I'm, I'm, not, well,
0: I'm not saying that that's how I feel. I, just think I would just bring it up to
3: be stupid. To be happy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just leave that to me. <laughs> <laughs> we gave Mo a chance he's an asshole <laughs> alright so so you mentioned um, the, these c- cigars that Indiana Ortez is making um, she's doing the, the Psycho 7 Nicaraguas, they're good cigars um, I didn't like the normal Psycho 7s previously but that's a good cigar and it leads into a question that El Dandy Cubano asked us because he's our fucking rock star listener uh, he wanted to know, he, he just smoked a Padron 3000 and really liked it. So he was curious, what are some regular production cigars that everyone should try? So let's try to give them a few each, right? Each of us give a few regular production cigars that everybody should try. And the other ground rule here is nobody can say Patina or Roma craft. Cause I just said those.
0: <laughs> That's, dude, there's a ton. I know. But people I, chase
2: like, the limited shit. They, don't, they don't go for these. It's
0: so many that I...
1: Uh, I um, <clears throat> so many that you can't even think of them. Regular uh, production?
2: Yeah, yeah, regular production. <laughs> okay. Cigars available everywhere. Okay, all right. I'll you give might you be some. passing by. All right. Um,
3: if you want to go lighter side, start there. Um. I would say anything like uh, a Regis Red, okay, um, which is a pretty good cigar, like an uh, everyday type cigar. Illusioni um, mm, Epernay? Definitely on the list. Um, mm, you want to go a little bit medium, medium plus, like a Cro-Magnon?
1: Well, you can't, you can't say that. Roma
3: Oh,
2: shit.
1: Um, <laughs> Fuente, Don Carlos. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good cigar. Oh.
0: Uh, all these for a fucking uh, foundation. Like
3: yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, all their stuff is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they do a great uh, job. My father makes a ton of, like, regular production stuff that's pretty affordable and good cigars. Anything from a Jaime Garcia to a Flor de Antillas or... Uh-huh. Uh, oh, uh, the a Black Label, Brown. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, ECCJ Illusioni,
2: another good, really good... Uh, if you haven't, for for Fuente fans, if you haven't tried the Hemingway series, because they're a little little cheaper than the the rare stuff,
3: yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: always good. You no, know, AJ Fernandez has a ton of stuff. Yeah. like everything, right? Mm. Um,
0: if you want to go, you know, bigger name, like I, I love, I really like the like Rocky Patel Sangro Maduro. Yeah, um, I smoke that. You know. And there's a there's a, I mean, that's just us, right? It's just you should always like these guys should go look for something that, that you know, take a week, a, a month or a week. I mean, a, a day, a month or a, day yeah. a week and just go, I would never smoke this cigar and buy that cigar.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And then you, you just never know.
2: Yeah, it's one of my favorite games with somebody I trust is you walk into the humidor mm-hmm. and you say, hey, pick something that I probably haven't had in a long time. Yeah, and they grab something, and it's usually fun.
1: You're talking about cigars, right?
2: No, uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, whatever. Vary it up, Drew.
1: <laughs> Not judging yet, but
2: <laughs> he is judging. <laughs> you know, like
3: on the heavier side. I mean, I still love that LFD Oro Tubo Maduro.
1: Oh yeah, that's good that's stuff. A... In the yeah in the gold
3: tube. That's a yeah. great cigar, man. Um I Say man, what else? Like just regular so
2: much I know
1: stuff. you guys don't care for it, but EPC puts out a bunch of good stuff, Corline. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What do you what do you like from them? Uh
1: anything in a Maduro's good. Yeah,
3: he, Yeah. His Maduro's kind of have that like licorice Kind of sweetness to him a lot of times i found. Yeah. Do you like that profile. Is that uh, between the lines from Puente? Is that a LE
1: or is that a...
2: Yeah, it's that sort Mar- of Mar- a,
1: pole? That might be an LE. It's a
2: limited of the Hemingway series or at least a limited production. Yeah, never mind. But I would say actually grab the the work of Art Maduro out of that line. hmm
1: Drew Estate puts out a bunch of stuff. Oh, Undercrown. I love Undercrown Shade. Undercrown. Mm hmm. Nick uh, Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the <laughs> freaking.
3: <laughs> t- Another one, man, that's super popular that has some of the most loyal consumers is the Oliva V series.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those yeah, yeah great I was going to bring that up and
2: I forgot. It's real I'm good. Okay. I mean, every time I smoke that, I'm like, I need to smoke more of these. And then I just fucking don't. <laughs> Even know, the I, well, smaller guys, like um, Pro, the
0: protocol guys, <clears throat> I like. You know, I like their the original blue that they had, and then they, they came out with the the red. Uh, uh, I think it was San Andreas or something like that. Um, I love those two. I haven't
3: had one in a while, actually. Yeah, they're, they're you know they're we had one on
2: the show. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go cheap, get a a regular production Byron or Atabey. <laughs>
3: I was like cheap. <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: know about
2: all
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those, those are phenomenal fucking
2: cigarettes Um, what else, man? That's a great question. It is. I really like it because it it, it just reminds me how often I go for shit that is not. Normal shit.
3: Yeah, yeah. I kind of realize how big of a snob you are.
2: Pretty and when much. I say when
3: I say you, I mean myself too. Oh, like for sure. In general, uh, I didn't sure. mean in ge- yeah. It's a general you, not a
2: Luke how you. It can be two <laughs> things. That's okay. <laughs> it's just uh, I don't know. It's a reminder. If you haven't had a good core line thing in a while, go hit up some regular production stuff and fucking enjoy it.
3: Nope.
2: Nice. Um. So no front November is coming up. It is. That's right. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, What are you guys doing for no front November?
0: (laughs) I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop lying. About my. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I keep. I'm gonna do the same thing I do every night. Just keep it real.
2: Keep it real it's legit um so i was wondering about this a little bit earlier what would the cigar industry look like if they if everybody participated in no front november every single person in cigars
0: (laughs) i gave my answer
2: you got to say it here too because that is hilarious
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah there would be no there'd be almost no interviews uh, and, and, and no articles coming out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The elaborate fucking backstories. People, yeah. I I wanted them to ask you, well, how how did you come up with the precipitation? Well, I live in Chicago and it gets fucking cold. So I wanted a cigar <laughs> that was quick to smoke. <laughs> you know? I didn't go to like the third prime minister of the island of fucking, you know, whatever. And I met them and, and they told me about this rear tobacco that's only grown on horseback, like, come on, man. Walk out of here. No, your story needs to be like, when
0: I put this blend together and we smoked it for the first time, it <laughs> began to rain. Yeah. And, and it just, it was a sign that, you know, the gods had opened up like in heaven
3: to let the precipitation out. Right. And, yeah. And I,
0: and, and I cried because it was so good.
3: And then, and then I took a cliche picture in a field, holding a tobacco plant, you know,
0: in
2: the yeah, rain smelling that <laughs> yeah, <lion> <laughs> <plant>. <laughs> yeah. All right.
3: the cigar is only good if you smoke it
0: in the rain you're <laughs> right yeah. uh,
2: God. I'm gonna go around my yard and just take pictures of me smelling plants it's gonna
3: be great. yeah. <laughs> yeah part of No Front November should be fucking like uh, doing parodies of the crap that we see all year
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome that would take all year
3: yeah, you know, one parody for each day.
2: Oh my gosh. Uh,
3: but yeah, there there's something to be said for for I guess that side of um of the business anyway.
2: Yeah.
3: But people buy into it, man.
2: Yeah.
3: Literally. Yeah. Literally. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I mean these guys are doing something right. They sell a hell of a lot more cigars than, than Patina. So they're doing something right.
2: Uh, anyway. Fair
3: enough. Um, let's see
0: what I'm going to give a quick. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, my fantasy football team, about to be six and one on the year. Nice, good job. There you go. You got DR. the Packers. I <laughs> do have. I do have Aaron Rodgers that went absolutely apeshit this week. So,
2: yeah.
0: welcome, welcome back, Aaron Rodgers. It's actually like an industry league, which is pretty cool. It's like Jack Torano, Hector Alfonso's in it. Uh. Myself, Mike, a bunch of guys that own a couple guys that own shops. So uh, it's pretty cool. We play for cigars,
3: which actually I none of you paid for. Pretty much it <laughs> leads me into. Uh, I had posted the other day most overused sports cliches,
2: and I got oh, some I forgot responses. About this. Yeah, All what right? did they
3: say? So uh, VQ. Uh, came up with describing someone as scrappy, determined. Give it 100%, 110%. It's do or die, a real team leader, heart <laughs> and soul of the team. We need to come together and figure it out. Um, the NBA is less physical now. It is what it is. They just wanted it more.
0: You play some, to win the game.
3: Yeah, you play, you play to, to win.
0: I'm uh, trying to for look me. for it. Anytime I post a picture of me and my wife, uh, sure enough, there's always a comment like, and you've outkicked your coverage." Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> run to I'm smoke. Like,
3: Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say I can't believe people would say that to her, but. Yeah, oh. right. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, run to smoke, of course. With the hockey uh, one, said, "Keep your stick on the ice." Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 808 Rudy, got to take it one game at a time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, what else are you going to... Uh, Wellington Fardsworth, uh, who I call the Baron of Benny's, runs uh, the Benny's Humidor in Lake Zurich, Illinois, said, we're just going to go out and play one game at a time. Uh, that's uh, kind of along the same line. Um, G <laughs> Fizzle, of course, he's athletic. What the fuck else is he supposed to be while playing a sport? <laughs> 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 That was good. Um, but, yeah, man, so. What's funny, Cal kind of did the same thing on the, in
0: the Weasel Team 6 with cigar cliches. Yeah. And a bunch of guys were, were commenting on their, like, typical comments, like when somebody posts, like if a manufacturer posts something, it's like, oh, do you need help testing that, Blaine?
2: <laughs> yeah. nice. still have my address.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah it's stuff like that. It's just there's always well, I don't know. I mean at one point it was funny because nobody had said that before. And right. I mean even like yeah, hey it's funny it's only I've only heard it 50 times but now it's years and the same thing.
2: Yeah it's like you go to the grocery store and something doesn't ring up and all of a sudden oh it must be free right? Like yeah you're yeah. a jackass. Shut up.
0: Or the uh <laughs> or if you go to I, I guess it doesn't happen much anymore because everything's digital. But when, if you would go to a club and the music would skip, someone would scream, Remix. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what other cigar ones do you guys hear?
0: Um, I gotta find that post. There were some pretty good ones on
3: Yardgar, that
2: one's used a lot,
1: Yard Dog Walker
2: dog walker i keep seeing people post uh cigars that have obviously burned really well and saying like oh shitty construction yeah oh my god Uh, (sighs) we're all just unoriginal that's the problem No. no well they've all been said yeah I'm sure there's one that hasn't, though. Let's come up with that. Use that shit instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, shut up and take my money? No, that one doesn't bother me uh. as much. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kyle, Kyle Drozd, that one's okay. Yeah, Mostly because Tyler said it, and I'm just giving him shit right now. He's going to be like, God damn it. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so. All right. Drew, Drew, any cliches? that you like or don't like?
1: Um, I don't like any of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this has been Deep Thoughts. <laughs> Would you say you That's avoid it. cliches like the plague?
1: <laughs> I don't uh, is badoonks, cow and his, uh dad jokes. <laughs> I... Uh, one, sorry, oh, go ahead, go, Drew. go. go.
3: No, <laughs> I'll take the heat off you. Um, there was the one, uh, like, whenever, like, an, an, an athlete's interviewed and they'll be like, uh, oh, you know, it's just next man up, next man up. You know, got to do your job. Everyone's got to do their job. I hate that shit.
1: <laughs> I don't know
3: why. I just don't. I just don't like it. I don't like when people try to equate professional athletics with a regular normal job. It's not even remotely the same thing. The guy making burgers at McDonald's getting paid $15 an hour is not the same guy that's catching a pass or throwing a pass that made $25 million this year. Stop it. The expectations are different.
1: (laughs) You mean that they're not the same?
3: No. Wow.
0: Yeah, but that receiver, let's say that receiver that drops the ball getting $25 million, uh, it's like, whatever, but that kid fucks up one person's hamburger.
2: <laughs> yep. And
0: they're going to... That their Shit, yeah. Oh, I know.
3: Yeah. Who?
0: Like, listen, I paid you $25 million to catch a ball. Catch the fucking ball. Right. Like, hey, you're, you're paying me 10 bucks to make a burger. I fucked one up. I can make another one. Get over it.
3: You're right. But let's be <laughs> honest, man. The majority of, like... We've seen football rise in popularity so much, but the reality of it is, it's not even about the sport anymore. It's all the things that surround the sport, fantasy I'm football and sure. betting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I That's
2: mean the refs it's... have figured out too. Right? <laughs> yeah, it is so unwatchable now. Jeez, what's going on? I love football. Really?
0: I think I think fantasy football has has over the last 10 years, changed a lot of the dynamic of football. I think the, – well, they'll never admit it, but there, there's so much more to it now because, you know, where I'm a Tampa Bay Bucs fan, but it's very hard to watch. One, it's hard to watch them here in Austin. But even if I was live, it's very hard to watch them because they're not that good. Um, <laughs> but, you know, fantasy football gets me interested in in yep. 10 games at once, right? So. Yep. You know, there's. So, what does that do? That creates like a. You have to have a channel now that you can watch. You know, every <laughs> single game at the same time and. Um, right.
1: So. uh sounds like a huge waste of time. Yeah. Well, some some <laughs> people play fantasy football. Some
0: people go to Germany for two weeks. I mean, <laughs> you know. There
2: it
3: to, is. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck
2: says tomato? <laughs> None of my, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking saying.
1: It gets um, even worse when you're like,
2: potato, potato. Yeah. <laughs> I can see tomato. I don't fucking understand potato. They're <laughs> getting cow fired up. That there is just stupid. Jeez. What are you drinking over there, cow? Yeah. Uh, nothing. It's gone.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that
2: explains it. Need a refill. Uh, All right. So I got one topic left.
1: Get it, cow. God.
2: The most important topic every week. Time. And this one is three weeks in the making.
1: <laughs> Deep thoughts with <laughs> Drew. With Moo Cow Rich. I got, got nothing. Good, you already got it.
2: <laughs> what was it? Your your trip to Germany, where you said it was fun.
1: It was fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's the thought?
1: No, so I do have a question though. Yes. Right. So, um, because I've been asked this a few times, um, and, and I don't think we really addressed it before. So, some people complain they they like smoking cigars. But they complain about the taste in their mouth the next morning. Mm. What do you, what do you guys think of the topic? What do you do to com- combat this? Brush
3: your fucking Deep teeth. Cleaning, Mr. Mm. Drew. What are you gonna do? Oh, well, we talked about smell before.
1: Yeah. Um, Febreze spray. It works amazing. Yeah.
3: Um, I don't know, man. I don't really smoke any, I guess. I haven't smoked a cigar that really just keeps a taste in my mouth.
1: Well, that's what I keep saying, time. too. I tell them to smoke better shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Stop I mean,
0: if I, if I smoked a cigar, like right now I smoked, out, I smoked a cigar and I go to bed without brushing my teeth, the next day, for sure. But oh, yeah, you then. scope, you brush your teeth, you wake up, you brush your teeth, and then... Yeah, you're good to go. You don't have that problem. I don't know. That's weird.
3: How about? <laughs> all right. Here's something that annoys the shit out of me. How about those people? If you're smoking outside, or even if like you're on a patio or something like that in in a public setting, and then those people that you know can't possibly smell your fucking cigar start coughing as they walk by.
1: Oh jeez. Yeah.
3: You ever have people do that? Yeah. Uh, I've got. I've gotten the weird looks
1: and working yeah. on
0: it. And
3: a cigar that wasn't even lit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. Yeah, Don't you I... even think about it. Oh, man. Well, it's interesting. I mean, if you look at the trend, I mean, you have all these parks and all these beaches and all this stuff that's now banning smoking of any kind and, you
1: yeah, know, whatever. All right. All righty. Danny's calling it Moral of the story
2: Brush your teeth
1: Brush <laughs> Name of
2: the episode It sounds Smoke like Smoke
1: better cigars Brush your teeth better Maybe that's it They're just not brushing Well enough Yeah Do you and brush so you Do brush you brush the tongue teeth. I don't ever have this issue But Yeah I haven't I mean I, I, I have if it's like I don't know <laughs> I know I joke But Like something shittier <laughs> 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 like, like shitty, like you can taste crappy tobacco. Mm-hmm. That will always leave a terrible taste in your mouth, no matter brushing or not.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I can sort of see what they're saying, though, right? Like, I don't, my teeth aren't what keeps the 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 flavor in there, right? It's usually going to be on your tongue if you're going to taste it later. Yeah. So, you know, rock some mouthwash.
1: Mouthwash. Pop some
2: listerine up in there. Brush your tongue. That's fine. You can brush that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just clean that tongue up and you'll be in good shape
1: <laughs>
3: so last <laughs> thing
2: <laughs> so, so I
3: know we, we were going to wrap up but last thing I saw interesting today I'm watching CNBC and they're estimating that uh, what they call deceptive influencers on social media meaning these people have a following or whatever, and they get paid to push a product and they're estimating that what they call deceptive influencers cost companies $1.3 billion this past year. Now I'm not really sure how you quantify that. Okay. Um, Maybe return on investment from if I give somebody XYZ free product and based off of their discount code or something, this is how much people bought. Maybe that's how they do it. I don't know.
2: They cost companies that much? Yes. So in other words, companies lost that money and there was not a return on investment. Yes. So another, I'm
3: guessing, and I couldn't hear it because at the gym, the, I don't have the audio into the TV, but what I'm guessing it means is if I don't know, a cigar company came to you, and gave you $300 in free cigars and swag and all that. Then they give you a discount code for people to use. Right. Mm-hmm. And from that discount code, only they only sold a hundred dollars worth of cigars, but they invested three hundred into you based on your what they thought your influence was. So now they lost two hundred bucks on that.
2: I don't understand that example. You'll have to use it for somebody else because that wouldn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I get it.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of it kind of goes to your point though, of of these people that have been jumping on Instagram, kind of getting a following, then lo and behold, bam, they're a spokesman for something or spokeswoman for something.
2: Oh, fucking everybody. Two months into Instagram, they're selling some shit. Yeah. It's the same fucking five things over and over again. Yep.
3: Except for, except for Red Bull.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's true. I know that. Listen, I, I posted something the other day where I said, you know, it's interesting to me that, These companies that cigar smokers plug in their posts, you know, whether it's coffee or food or whatever, and they don't acknowledge it. Nobody wants to touch tobacco. And some people are like, well, what do you mean? I don't know. Talk to people that have done it. I mean, how many companies have you tagged that even liked your post, you know, let alone actually commented on it?
2: All the alcohol ones. Yeah, they're usually okay. But I don't People. I don't, uh, anyway, it's legit though. So for maybe, maybe a wrap up thought, cause I, I really like the fact mm. that we have more endings than fucking Lord of the Rings at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just keep going. Uh, for no front November only post and post deals and things for things that you would buy or mm. that you would tell your friends to buy. How's mm. that for no front November for all of Instagram? good luck yeah good luck that shit will crash in no time but at least for the people who listen to this no fucking fronting mm
1: mhm don't do it don't do it (laughs) you heard it by the way
3: one last thing what (laughs) yes (laughs) if uh this is like Danny and I going back and forth on the mention in your story (laughs) if If you do have any... I just finished smoking it. It's two in two days now. If you have any Tatawahe 50th, TAA 50th, uh, smoke them, because they are absolutely fantastic right now. All right.
1: All right. Was that the cue? We're just waiting for you to say, well... Or you got yeah, three you or got, four more You got here. more. I was giving you room to bring something else up. Well,
3: well it's been most, a Most got is. another topic. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm good. All
1: right. See you guys next week. All right, guys, do. Thank you for listening to the Salt of Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at the salt of smoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.